From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Three receivers right, feel and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, that is now 24 hours old, and it's still the only thing football fans are talking about. Unbelievable. A Minneapolis miracle, as the Minnesota radio play-by-play called it. Uh, You know, Stampeder fans, if you thought that was a devastating loss in Grey Cup 105, which it was, uh, how do you feel if you're a New Orleans Saints fan today? Because that was even more devastating. That was downright ugly. How do you feel if you are Saints rookie safety Marcus Williams? That was his Bill Buckner moment. How does he go low with his eyes closed and not tackle that receiver? You know, Stefan Diggs, great. He gets into the end zone. That never should have happened. Anyway, we got to talk about that tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us on a Monday night. Who better to talk some NFL than the one and only Nick at Night Lewis, former Calgary Stampeder, a member of the Montreal Alouettes. Mr. Lewis, how are you, my friend? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so you were watching last night because I know you were tweeting about it. Just your thoughts on, on how that transpired in Minneapolis. Well, originally with 18 seconds to go, I was telling some friends, uh, Minnesota, you know, New Orleans is going to try to take away the sideline. Minnesota could go over the middle for about 25-yard pass. Uh, it'd be wide open, and they would have to hurry up and get up and spike the ball. Uh, with 18 seconds, there should be enough time uh, to hit somebody down the seam for them to go down. And when linemen already know, once the ball is thrown, everybody takes off running. Uh, they would have had a chance to kick a field goal for the win. And uh, when the first two were incomplete, I was like, I, this game is over. <laughs> and then, yeah, you come back out and uh, they find a guy down the sidelines. Uh, he looked like he got there a little earlier than he wanted to. And, so he tried to avoid him, so he didn't get the penalty. Right, right. Uh, you're, you're, talking the about the, you're talking about the, you're talking about the DB Marcus Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It looked like he got there a little early. Wanted to avoid him, so he didn't get the pass interference penalty. Uh, if you take that penalty right there around the thirty, then they're still kicking that field goal for the win. Mm. Well, you're right because it, it looked awful on on the rookie safety, and and you know it looked like his eyes were closed. Looked like he you know did try to avoid the tackle, and you know he, as a DB, you just got to stay in front of that guy and make sure he doesn't get by you if he's going to make the catch. But wow, what a what a wild ending! And I believe as you tweeted yesterday, Nick, the fact is this opens the door for Minnesota now because they're hosting Super Bowl Fifty Two. All they have to do is get by the Eagles. Not an easy chore because that's a team that has a very very good defense, and they've been playing surprisingly well ever since Carson Wentz went down. But this could be the first ever NFL team to host the Super Bowl in their own bat backyard. Yes, and where it's good, it's also bad. You know, you're you're either going to play the Jaguars, which is probably the easier two, but if you play the Patriots at home in a dome, you know, you're getting Tom <laughs> Brady in a dome uh, with those guys. And I mean, Minnesota has a great defense, but. 
uh, I, I don't think they should have too much problems with the Eagles because of the uh, the quarterback situation. You know, as long as they don't, I say, as long as it's not a blizzard and, and they don't go up there and just start turning the ball over, mm-hmm. uh, they should be able to escape with a win. Well, you're right. You know, I'm a little surprised the Steelers lost on the weekend because I didn't see that one coming. I was, like a lot of people, thinking it was going to be a Patriots-Steelers AFC matchup. We didn't see that. Uh, That was a high-scoring game, though, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've seen Jacksonville doing well. You know, they're confident. Um, Everybody put it on, could Blake Bortles win the game? Mm -hmm. And I think that the ability to run the ball, when you have the ability to run the ball, it really takes the pressure off Blake Bortles and allows him to run play action. And when he can play action the way that they can, um, it's kind of like Dak in Dallas. Whenever they can run the ball, the play action game works to perfection. But when they can't run, then that's when they have an issue. So I, I believe that the Patriots should stack the box and make Blake Bortles, Bortles just drop back and pass the ball. They'll have a hard time winning. But if he can play action – and um, get some movement on the defense, they're going to be a hard team to beat with that defense. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but with the four teams left, and, and you're talking the Patriots, the Jags, the Eagles, and the Vikings, Nick, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to be a hater on Bill Belichick because I think he's the best coach. I know he's the best coach in the NFL. I love the story with Tom Brady at 40 years old, what he's doing, but a lot of fans just, you know, they, they want to hate on the Patriots, but I'm sorry. They're, they're the best team left as far as I'm concerned. Oh, of course. Hey, they're... They're solid defensively. They know how to do it offensively. You know, they get the job done. Um, just be in the game and, and win the game at the end of the game. Um, so they're not going to really go out and beat themselves very often. <laughs> well, it, it, it's so true. So if you, were, if you were putting money on it right now, you think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, of course. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just think that, if the Jaguars can give them problems and, and playing Minnesota, uh, I think the def- Minnesota's defense is probably a little bit better than the Jaguars. And if the Jaguars can help them out and give the Patriots some problems, uh, Minnesota could incorporate some of those things and, and execute those things and could really make it hard for, uh, for the Patriots to win it, mm-hmm. to win it all. It was a wild weekend. How about uh, Case Keenum? You know, was that his coming out party yesterday with, with, that, with that touchdown pass? No, he's been doing well all year. Um, you know, long road for Case, another Texas guy, mm-hmm. and he, he's been he's been doing a good job. And it goes to show that a lot of these quarterbacks, when people call them bust or people say they're not very good, sometimes it's about getting that right connection with an offensive coordinator and and and, and fitting the system. You know, I think that's true for a lot of those guys down there is being able to fit in the system and doing what they can do. Uh, Adam Thielen and and Stephon Diggs will make great plays, and Kyle Rudolph. So he's got a great supporting cast, and and nobody remembers they they're missing Daquan Cook, who's their who's their starting running back, who was playing really good the first two or three weeks of the season before he before he got hurt. So I mean, those guys are really banded together and, and put put together a good offense you know it's it's interesting because i remember the days when the nfl used to be just a run first league now it's become more of a pass first league and you know i i guess the jags are a little bit different because they got the uh you know the kid from lsu uh, leonard Fournette, who's a who's a really good running back and and maybe the best uh, you know running back uh, you know in, in in the party right now but uh it really has become a pass first league hasn't it it is a pass first league and i think that's why you see so many quarterbacks struggle um i, I tweeted to uh, Sean Lemon yesterday that, you know, 
some quarterbacks can go out and throw the ball between 25 and 30 times and look solid. You know, they have a solid run game. They'll keep the defense guessing. They'll be able to throw the ball 25, 30 times. But if they're asked to throw the ball 35 to 40 times or even more than that, then that's where they get into trouble. That's when they start throwing the two or three picks mm-hmm. because they're more one-dimensional, um, and they're just not built to do that. So um, it, it's really on what type of a game they get in. Uh, Blake Bortles was in a good game yesterday where he was able to um, – to, they were able to keep the defense guessing. I mean, you run the, your fullback right by both linebackers. Uh, they're so focused on Fournette that he just runs right by, past them for a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, and catches the ball. So those are the things that help quarterbacks out. And as long as it's pass first, then you know some of these quarterbacks are going to struggle. But <laughs> if they can get a good running back to take the pressure off, then it makes it a lot easier. Well, that's the thing about Case Keenum, because Case Keenum can extend a drive with his legs, and, and that's important. It is. it is. It is very much so. And and you see Blake doing that more and more. Yes, I agree. Uh, especially in the first half yesterday, putting it on his legs and just taking it, you know, running for first downs and doing things like that. Uh, the Steelers, they play a lot of cover, too. Uh, when you play cover, too, you, you have to use your linebackers to eat up a lot of space in the middle of the field. So, therefore, it leaves a lot of gaps for the quarterback to run the ball. So, that's that's something that was very effective for Blake Bortles. Nick Lewis, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock talking some NFL. Okay, Nick, time for you to call your shot. AFC Championship game, Patriots-Jags, who's going to win? Pats. Pats, big time, blowout? No, I don't think it'll be a blowout. Okay. I, I think it I, – I think um, – I don't even know if it'll be a high-scoring game. I think, I think the Patriots do a good job uh, defensively. Uh, they're not as good this year as they've been in the past, but I think with game plan and everything like that, they'll they'll just really have to hunker down. But if if Fournette gets going, they're going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't think there'll be 50 points scored in the game, but I think the Pats will win. NFC Championship game, Eagles or Vikings? Who's taking this one? I'm going to take the Vikings. Okay. You know, uh, another game that will probably be close. Um probably be within seven points but i just i, li- I like the vikings you know uh, just, I, I, tough to argue yeah. very tough to argue nick hey a couple of quick cfl notes if you don't mind because kevin glenn uh, your buddy i know you know kevin very very well with saskatchewan now he's with edmonton he's completed the cycle every single cfl team it, it's it's an amazing story isn't it you know he's been in this league it's going to be his 18th season and he is just you know your quality backup quarterback at the at the end of his career yeah, I mean, the thing about it is I don't think Kevin gets enough credit. Uh, at this, what, 17 years last year, he goes out throws for over 4,000 yards uh, in a system where he was taken out a lot because of uh, to try to get Brandon Britton reps or teams were putting a lot of pressure on. He still threw for 4,000 yards, and uh, he's done a lot in this league, and he's got over 50,000 yards passing. He's somebody that's is well respected around the league, especially by the players. And yeah, talking to him and, and understanding he wanted to do that. You know, he wanted to be mm-hmm. a part of that team. And um, it was something that they wanted to do or that he wanted to do. And he thought it would be pretty cool. So, and they gave him a great offer. So yeah, good, it, good. it all worked out. Good on him. Hey, Montreal, your team signed former NFL starter Josh Freeman to a two-year deal on the weekend. Does that keep Nick Lewis back for another season? Oh, man, I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, Josh. 
I've been in the, I've been working out uh, for the last couple weeks, and and I can tell you that my workouts are still intense. I'm still feeling my body feels good, and you know, if it's the right opportunity, like I said, if I sit down with Kahari and and Kavis and and Sherman and and talk to them, and if it makes sense, then okay, move forward. Do you have you had that chat with Mike Sherman yet? No, I haven't. You haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. I haven't talked to any of them yet. Uh, so once you know, once the time's right, uh, we'll sit down and have the conversation, and then we'll figure out where we're going moving forward. Hey, I get the feeling you still have the drive, you still have the passion, you still have the desire, and and if you can play, you can. If not, hey, I, I know you said, give me a job at TSN. Uh, you know, maybe get into coaching, Nick Lewis. Yeah, you know that's that's probably what's next, uh, either TSN or coaching. Um, so I'm, I'm up for, for whatever, anything that's going to be there will be good for me. Um, I've had fun the last 14 years and, and like the last SAS game I played in, I, I said that if that was it, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very happy with what I've accomplished and done. Uh, but if it's not, then I'm looking forward to, to building on those 14 years and having a spectacular 15th. Hey, Nick, really appreciate your time tonight. Love talking with Nick Lewis. Uh, love talking NFL as well. And maybe after the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend, uh, we'll give you a call next week as well. Sounds good. All right, buddy. You take care. Stay classy, Calgary. <laughs> Stay classy, Calgary. Nick Lewis, the one and only Nick and Knight Lewis, a special guest on Sports Talk with Jock. All right, we mentioned Kevin Glenn. Speaking of classy, he is very, very classy. Uh, he is now an Edmonton Eskimo. We're going to hear a little bit from Kevin Glenn when we continue on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. This is Global News Radio. We are 770 CHQR.